And now, with some more positive psychology, here's Father Anthony Crook. In our previous discussions, we started to explore the area of post-traumatic growth. One of the areas of post-traumatic growth that we discussed was the change in, or strengthening of, a person's sense of spirituality following a traumatic event. So this is probably a good step-off point for us to spend some time reflecting on spirituality and religiosity and their impact in the human well-being or positive psychology space, particularly in what we in the game refer to as a protective factor. We are probably familiar with the idea of protective factors with regards to good health. For example, exercise, weight within acceptable limits, reduction in alcohol intake and quitting smoking are all protective factors against heart disease. Vaccinations, good airflow, physical distancing and hand hygiene are protective factors against contracting COVID. In the area of psychology and mental health, we also speak of protective factors, and one of these is a person's sense of spirituality or religiosity. We know, for example, that a personal spirituality or a sense of religious belonging is a protective factor with regards to suicidal behaviours. We know that religious belonging or developed personal spirituality is a protective factor in terms of reducing the likelihood of developing a trauma-related disorder after experiencing a traumatic event. We also know that religious belonging or a personal spirituality is, broadly speaking, a protective factor with regards to the development or management of depression in senior years. One of the questions that arises for us is to ask, what is it about spirituality or religiosity that is protective? There are a number of answers to this question, but in this short time, let us start by discussing the idea that a spirituality or sense of religious belonging provides us with a narrative or context to understand or make sense of what it is that is happening to us in our lives. For example, if a person receives a diagnosis of serious illness, then to be able to locate or place this experience in the context of a narrative, for example a Christian story, allows the person to understand that they are not alone in their experience. For the Christian, the scriptures are replete with stories and prayers related to suffering. Some seek to explain it. Others simply state in prayerful humility a request that the God who transcends time and space accompany the person during this difficult time. Some Christian traditions have evolved healing rituals and services that seek to alleviate a person's experience of suffering. In the direst of circumstances, to have a profound belief that death is not the final word. Indeed, as one Christian funeral liturgy says, life has changed, not ended, must bring with it a palpable change in the experience and understanding of that suffering. Of course, this protective or beneficial aspect is not limited to Christianity, but is a feature of all the major world religions, and indeed spirituality in general. This alone is one reason why a more positive or generous discourse around the role of religion and spirituality in people's lives and society in general would be a healthy addition to the media portrayal of religion. <laughs>